three. And it reads thusly, 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3 through 6. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ mm -hmm. and having a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for the word on today. We thank you, God, for what you're going to do through and by us. We thank you, God, for establishing us to even be into the household of faith. Thank you for carrying us through the storm. Thank you, God, for making a way for us to even be in the sanctuary on today. God, thank you, God, that we had power, we had food, we had lights, God. We're grateful on this morning, God, to come into a place to worship the God who knows how to make it snow one day and have it. 60 degrees the next day. God, we know that you're all powerful. You're all wonderful. You're amazing, God. You're a phenomenal, God. God, you give us epic movements in the earth realm, God, and we're just so grateful for it. And it's in your name that we do pray. As I uh, release this lesson on this morning, God, let me speak that which I hear in my ear. And when you're done speaking, Lord, let me take my seat. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And I'm not um, sure, um, I, was, I was thinking about this morning uh, when I arose, I was um, praying and the Lord just kept saying um, yesterday when I was driving down the road um, from the vision board party, it just did something in me to see other people um, with struggles that's unimaginable that, um, was able to overcome them, come out on the other side of success. And the Lord was saying when he gave me um, what to say, because I told him, just touch your neighbor and say ditto. Because they had taken my whole message um, yesterday when it was time for me to get up. So I was just like, yeah, look, just touch your people and tell them ditto, what they said. And, um, but the Lord gave me a word while I was sitting there and he was saying manifest. And to speak to their vision and say manifest. And um, it just kept resonating in my spirit. And um, I was telling the Lord this morning in my prayer time, I was like, Lord, everything that I have on my vision board, I, I honestly, sincerely wanted to manifest in my life this year. Um, I was strategic in what I said I needed to see happen. Um, I've been prophesying my come up in every area of my life. And, um, and he said it. He said, but Lisa, the first thing I need you to learn how to do in this season is to stand. For anything you want to happen in your life, you're going to have to stand through it. Amen. You're going to have to stand through it. I say it all the time because Apostle has embedded this in my spirit. And it's one of, if I could coin anything she said, I would always coin, do it afraid. Do it when, it when your heart is about to beat clean out of your chest, when your knees are knocking, when you, you, know, you feel that clamminess, when your hands you know, get sweaty. But you still got to do it. And he was saying, you know, so many times personally in my own life, I didn't stand because I got tired of the pressure. 
I got tired of the opposition. I got tired of the press. I got tired of the push. And he was saying, this year, if you want your 2019 to enter in, to see everything you put on this vision board to manifest, I need you to stand. Because anything you get in this season is going to be because you withstood the test of time. Standing requires a lot. It is it's more than just a physical effort. Um, when I began to think about this, I was saying, Lord, I'm still broken in some places. And I know people, when they get to this place, they want you to believe that all is well. But the truth of the matter is, I'm a transparent preacher because that's what we do at Life Nation. I got some broken areas that I still want God to mend and I want him to fix. And he said, but even in your brokenness, I need you to still stand. Broken means pieces disregarded, displaced, dismantled, beyond repair. Verses four and five. And when you have it, if you would please stand on your feet. Children, you are dismissed for Children's Church at this time, and if our teachers could take them, amen. Exodus, the third chapter, verses four through five, and it reads thusly. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses, and he said, Here am I. And he said, Draw not nigh hither. Put off thy shoes from off thy feet. For the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. And if I had to use for a topic on this morning is um, an incredible assignment in an unlikely place. An incredible assignment in an unlikely place. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for this day, God. We thank you, God, for allowing us to be in the household of faith on today to hear a right now word. Oh God, we ask God that I only speak that which I hear in my ear. And when you're done speaking, Lord, let me take my seat. For you said you would share your glory with no one. We ask now that the fallow ground of every person, every believer's heart is broken up so that this word may be received and yield forth 30, 60, even 100 full fruit. In Jesus' name, amen. You may take your seat in the presence of the Lord. This morning, I want to tell you a story of a people upon whom the hand of God had come to rest. It's a story of a God-man encounter somewhere in the sheep fields of the Midian around about Mount Sinai. It's a story of a stuttering and stammering shepherd called upon to speak of a vision that he does not fully even comprehend. Does that sound familiar to us? Church, um, on this morning when I begin to pray and look at this story, it's a story of an incredible assignment in an unlikely place. 
It's not long, it's not a long story, but it is an old one. It's a story of people caught up in the grip of slavery who found themselves making brick without straw and mortar without clay. Here within the worn and tattered pages of the book called Exodus is a word regarding how God moves and how God acts between the lines of human history. So here you have it. The children of Israel are enslaved. It is within the purposeful intention of God to set them free, to liberate the captives, and to usher them from the land of slavery into the land of freedom, a land that they said was going to flow with milk and honey. Does that sound familiar to us? We've been in situations in our life, just like Moses, where we've been asked to uh, make brick out of straw. We've been asked to do things that were impossible, and we didn't have the resources to do it. And not only were we having to do it, but we were having to do it uh, being oppressed, being made to do it, not in comfortable circumstances. Who shall lend uh, them to their God-directed destination? God chooses an old man, a man whom everyone knows is 80 years old. God chooses him, a, a convict of a fugitive from justice, a former prince of Egypt, and Moses is his name, which means drawn out one. If you remember the story of Moses, they were coming to kill the firstborn seed. And his mother did not want him to die, so she put him in a basket on a river. And then that's when um, the Pharaoh's daughter found him floating down the river. So that's why she named him Moses, because he was the drawn out one. Here it is, Moses spent his first 40 years of his life being somebody. But he spent the second 40 years of his life being a nobody. How is it that you can move from an awesome place, 40 years? Think if you were 40 years old and you lived in a palace. And all of a sudden, God came and spoke to you. And you had to leave your comfort zone and go to a place where nobody knew who you were.